0: Alright, gentlemen, welcome back. We continue with Evan Schlemo coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. A beautiful, wacky, and wonderful Friday morning over here. Erev Shabbos, Parshas, And we are continuing in Perik, over here, the Perik on the topic of Chinuch, Child Raising, Child Rearing. And we are halfway, well we ran through Bayes yesterday, but halfway through our discussion of Sim and Bayes. Paragraph of Sim and Bayes. And in Sim and Bayes, we saw the guy who was telling us about two types of parents, characterizing two types of parents, the parent who hates the child, the parent who loves the child. The parent who hates his child is the one that's not going to give rebuke, not going to give admonishment, is not going to give any reprimands, and is not going to give any discipline to his child. That's the child that's the parent that hates his child. Why? Because that child if it doesn't receive any discipline from his parent, he's gonna go off, he's not gonna, he's not gonna turn out okay. And we explained yesterday, what, what does it mean that you hate your child? If anything, this is the reaction of a parent who has too much love for his child. So we said two <coughs> profound insights from the Vilna Gain in sharing this with us. What does it mean that the parent really hates his child? It means A, why is the parent refraining from discipline, disciplining his child, calling, his, calling out his kid for things that the kid has to be called out for? Because the parent really loves himself. Loves himself, doesn't love his kid, he loves himself too much. And the parent doesn't want to be in that uncomfortable, unpleasant role of a disciplinarian. He doesn't like taking that role. He doesn't enjoy it. He likes being Daddy Warbucks. That's what he likes. He likes being Santa Claus, right? He likes to be, every parent wants to be Santa Claus and wants to be that Daddy Warbucks and wants to be, um, wants to be that giving, doting, um, Pandy, that's enjoyable. It's geschmack to give. We love to give. We love to dote. And to have to do the opposite, to, to discipline and to to give rebuke and to punish is, is unpleasant. It doesn't bring out good feelings. We don't enjoy doing that. So that's what that means, that this, this parent um, really hates their child in that they're putting themselves before their child. They love themselves. They love themselves. And by extension that they're, they're hating the child, they're distancing the child because they're putting their love for themselves before where their love should be, which is their love for their child. And that's why they're not disciplining because they don't appreciate, they don't enjoy that role. Who does love that? No he loves being a disciplinary, no one enjoys it. Generally that's not a natural tendency, right? right? Um, and and uh, if you love it, then, then not you, that's not normal. That means you have other issues that have to be, have to be investigated, right? Power issues, um, control issues, um, a, a, a normal parent doesn't enjoy that role, doesn't appreciate that role. And the parents who, as, as a result, and they convince themselves, I love my kid too much to do this, they really love themselves. It's a very scary idea. That was one thing that we saw yesterday. The second thing we saw yesterday was that a, a parent will refrain from punishing and disciplining their child because they really want to be their kid's best friend. They want to be their kid's best friend. They want their kid to love them. They want their kid to adore them. They want the kid to be their biggest fan. And I don't want to punish you because you're not going to like me. You're not going to like me. Um, and again, that's contained with, within the going telling us that you are really your child's enemy. You made a child your enemy because I see my child as someone that has to be brought on my side, brought on board, brought over to, to uh, you know, recruited as a fan, recruited as a chassid. I want my kid to be my chassid. I want my kid to, to love me and adore me and be fond of me. I perceive my kid sub subconsciously as an enemy. That's why I don't want to discipline him because I want him to like me. I want him to love me. And if I punish him, he's not going to like me anymore. If I discipline her, she's not going to be my best friend. If I have to send to his room, well, my kid's not going to like me anymore. So I perceive them again as the ending that has to be brought on board. And that's the second Nekudah that's contained here in the Gain, why the parent will refrain from, from disciplining their child because they, they want their child to love them, they want their child to adore them, they want their kid's best friend, and this spells doom and disaster for your kid. You really hate your kid because your kid is going to grow up as a Vildachayo, uncontrolled, undisciplined, again, because the parent, A, doesn't appreciate being that role, brings out unpleasant feelings unpleasant vibes in the parent the present doesn't the parent doesn't like to be disciplinarian and b and or b parent wants the child to be their chassid, to be their best friend to be fond of them and you're not going to like me anymore if I have to discipline you so that's what has to be overcome to be a proper parent the proper parenting you have to be able to overcome both of those to realize you're not there to be your kid's best friend and you're not there to um always be Daddy Warbucks and Santa Claus and always do things that are fun and exciting you have to do things that are unpleasant against the grain don't come naturally sometimes you have to be a disciplinarian also okay so that's that was the first half now the second half the guy said something very interesting This we have we have to return to now the guy characterized the parent who loves his child what's what does that look like? The parent that really loves his kid. The have said the guy, you're gonna make your kid Meshuga, the guy said. You're gonna Loi Dai, said the guy. Not only you'll call your kid out, you'll discipline and punish him for what 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 uh, the 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 obvious and obtuse areas where he's off. el I'm I'm constantly breathing down his neck. I'm constantly Scrutinizing him. Pen Maybe he did a little thing off. He was off, just a, you know, in a very, very, very minute way. He did something very minor, very minor infraction. all love and I punish him for that also. I find all the little, little, you know, flatzim and jetsam the nitty gritty, the little, little things that he's done. Nobody else would notice, right? I'm nitpicking my kid. I'm breathing down his neck, hyper analyzing everything that he's doing to punish him for, not just for the major things, but for the minor things as well. That's the parent that loves their kid, says the Goyin. amru, mitzvah, this is the Goyin we saw yesterday. He says, this is Peshat in the Gemara it says, even if your child is well-behaved, and, you know, conducts himself properly, and looks like, He's, he's a good kid. You, you punish him and discipline him, and nevertheless, to make sure he stays in line. So the guys' take on this is shouldn't even be little minute hiccups, even minor things, little things um, that would go unnoticed, because to the, to the casual observer, he looks so good. He looks like such a good kid. Even those little things, you have to call him out for as well. You have to punish him for that also. That's his that's, that's, that's take on the Gemara Maccas. And that is the parent who loves their child. So let's return to that. We didn't develop this yet. What's going on here? That—that's taco, The parent who loves his kid. That's—that's that's how we're supposed to raise our children, to make them m'shuga. To—that's to, what the guy's telling us. To hyper-analyze, hyper-scrutinize. Don't just punish and discipline when you get that letter from the principal, when you get the email from the teacher, when you get the phone call from the mora, when you know he does when 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 he when, when he disrupts the entire shul. Don't just discipline for the obvious. you got to call them out for what's not obvious, too. you got to call them out for the things that aren't obvious, that other people don't pick up on. You have to make it your job to pick up on these things. Azoy, taco, that's how you raise your kid. As we said yesterday, I mean, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna drive going nuts. You're going to make him crazy. I- intuition and instinct will tell us how do you raise your kid. Call them out for the major things, the big things, and the small things that work themselves out, the little things that work themselves out. Is this really what we're supposed to be doing with our children? The, 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 the gun, gun, says it's black and white over here. Nitpick, nitpick your kids. How does this work? How do we make sense of this? And how is this the correct way of producing healthy children? And and how is this the definition, as the Goyim presents it to us, of the parent that loves their child, the Oyev, the opposite of the Soine. So the emphasis is like this, you know. Nitping, being the nitpicking parents, let's, let's use a different term, perfectionists. There's parents that are perfectionists. Another way of saying nitpicking, right? The child comes home and brings home the, um, the test that he got a 99 on. So they have two reactions. The, the, the parent that looks at, 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 at goes with the, the column, the big things, the main things, will say, well, you got 99, I'm so proud of you, that's amazing, that's impressive. The, the parent who's the nitpicking parent, the perfectionist parent, which is what the guy seems to be recommending to us, will sit down with the, with the child and say, well, let's see what you got wrong. nine's pretty good, but I see you got something wrong. Let's sit down together and figure out why you got it wrong. Let's review it a few times. Let's make sure it doesn't happen again. I know you'll do much better next time. I, I believe in you still. I'm not giving up on you. That's nitpicking, right? That's a perfectionist parents. He didn't do everything. Mamish, dotting all the I's and crossing all the Ts, and even he didn't cross the I's and dot the Ts, right? That's the nitpicking parents. So let's 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 speak things out. Let's work things out. Let's discuss things. So again, that's that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you raise your kid. Your kid comes home with a 99 on the test. Instead of instead of praising him, making him feel so good about the 99, you are focusing on the one thing that he got wrong. Perfectionism, nitpicking. So, so the guy. If we look closely, that's not really what the guy is saying. Even though it looks at first glance at what he's saying, he says there may be. He has two words over here. Two words, which are the giveaways to what he's really talking about. Our parents are never supposed to be perfectionists with their kids. they band perfection. That does produce unhealthy kids. That produces kids that that kids sugar. Parents uh, parent's not supposed to be picking not supposed to be a perfectionist and not supposed to demand, demand perfection of the kids. So what are these little nuances the guy is talking about nidnud? little nuances so two words that he uses when he describes this and those two words are the clue in understanding what the guy is really referring to. First of all the word nidnud. Nidnud is a very interesting kind of word. Nidnud um, doesn't mean nuance, doesn't mean he didn't say doesn't say pract, which is a detail that would be a nuance. Nidnud Nidnud sounds like nudnik a little bit, right? <laughs> and that, that's why what, that's what our question, what, you're supposed to be a nudnik? You're supposed to be a, Mammish, be a nudnik to your kids? No. Nidnud is related to the word nud. What does nod mean? To deviate, to drift. Nidnud means you have to look for little deviations where your kid is drifting, even if it's cal, even if it's minor. A uh, Nidnud, uh, drifting a deviation, a deviation, and Zoom quit unexpectedly. Yeah, it certainly was unexpected. A deviated, yeah. A um, nid-nod. Nid-nod. That's a nidnud. Okay, we're back on the air. Back on the air over here. A deviation. A nidnud, where he's nod, right? It's off. And he says, again, a line later, nidnud ra. Not just a deviation and a drifting, but something that's ra, that's not good. In other words, in other words, the last thing we want to do is demand perfection of our kids. The last thing we want to do is be pro those perfectionists. That's not good. And there are parents who do that, and then Mama makes kids Meshugo. That mash makes kizmeshugah parents that will say, that will not look at the 99. They'll look 99 correct. They'll look at the one incorrect. As well, you know, I still believe in you. You'll do. I'm sure next time you'll get a hundred. I'm sure next time. Now we're not going to discuss where that's coming from, that parenting profile. But that's, you know, we know that's not good. And, and that's not what the gun is telling us to do. To demand perfection from your kids. To be a perfectionist. To be a nitpicker is saying is that a proper parent, a good parent, a loving parent, a parent who really loves their kids, is not only going to wait for the big fish that bite him on the nose when his kid is is doing you know things that are overtly and obviously and patently wrong he's not only going to wait till a wrongdoing assaults him you know, and assaults him in the form of people in the neighborhood complaining about his kid people in the shul complaining about his kid People in his home complaining about his kid, people in the school complaining about his kid. Obviously, you have to be on top of that. A bad parent waits for that to hit him. A bad parent waits for the obvious to come his way, and then he acts, and then he disciplines. A good parent knows that he has to produce a child who when that child matures and becomes an adolescent, and becomes a teenager, and becomes an adult, and becomes a husband, and becomes a father and a grandfather, mm-hmm. I have to raise a healthy child who is going to be healthy all the way through that ladder of life. I have to raise a child now that when he becomes a a, a member of a daycare center, a child in school, when he becomes a member of a yeshiva, when she becomes a member of a base Yaakov, when he goes to a base medish, when she goes to a seminary, when he gets married, when she gets married, when he or she becomes spouses, when he or she becomes parents, that they're going to be healthy through each stage of life. In order to make sure that I do my responsibilities, my due diligence by raising them in such a way that they're going to be healthy, productive, and successful through each of stage of life, I have to look now for the Nidnud Kal and the Nidnud Ra. Where are they drifting and deviating now, which down the road, if I'm not on top of it now, will take them way off in terms of who they're supposed to be as a student in class, as a classmate in class, as a member of their yeshiva, as a member of their beis yaakov, as a member of their community, as a member of their home that they will build. Where are they drifting now that will make a Naft later on? And it may be very minor, but it's something that if I'm not on top of it now, it'll become major down the road. So in other words... There are behaviorisms that kids will exhibit that represent a nidnod, a drifting, a deviating from a basic character trait that we can already start working on with them now, that we need to already start working on with them now, that if we don't, they'll drift and drift and drift and get further and further and further away from where they're supposed to be, and down the road, it's really gonna come back to haunt them and boomerang right at them. At the same time, there are areas with, it, with children where, where they're off minor fractions, and you let them be off. Because it's okay that they're off, because it's not a nidnud that's not drifting and deviating from a place where they're supposed to be down the road. And even though, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's maybe, it bothers me, but I have to stop and ask myself, is this a nidnud and is it a nidnudra? Is this represent something that's drifting and deviating, taking them off course, and if they continue to stay off course, it will really cement in them bad tendencies, bad behaviorisms and bad habits that will haunt them and harm them down the road? Or is it something that will not harm them and haunt them down the road? And, and perhaps even work itself out down the road. Said even better, saying that more clearly, there's things that minor things that kids do because they're kids. And they're not going to do these things as adults. They do them because they're kids. That'll work itself out. There's minor things that it's okay that they're off a little bit. They got a 99 on the test, they got one wrong. That's okay. That's not going to come back to haunt them. Yeah, they should. You know, they get nineties, and then that's that's amazing. Let them get in the eighties. That's also great. That's just that's ganz fine. But there's minor things that when they're off as a child, and as 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 a child, as a kid, as an adolescent, as as a juvenile, as a teenager. As an adult, if I'm not on top of it, they're going to get further and further away from where they need to be to be a functioning, productive, thriving part of society. That's the that I have to be on top of. So you know, you can't go through the whole laundry list of all the examples, but just to illustrate this, I think we all get the point. But Le-Mushel, let's get back to that test, actually. Let's get back to that test. Let's say you have a third grader who came home with a, a 99 on his history test, 99 on the science test, 99 on the Parsha test, 99 on the Chumash test, a 99 on the Halacha test. It could be he got a 99 because he got one wrong. It's, you know, he doesn't have a photographic memory. There was one thing that he forgot. There was one thing that he, that he missed. Okay, there's nothing matter with that. So I, I praise him for that 99 that he got. I'm so proud of him. He did amazing. Let him get a 90. Let him get an 85. You praise him. He did amazing. With 85, that's great. B. A B plus. An A minus an A, that's amazing. But let's say you know... Your kid got that 99 because he slacked off the entire semester. He didn't study, he didn't pay attention, he didn't take notes. And this was an important test. And he was up the entire night cramming for that test. Spent the entire night cramming for that test. Didn't get any sleep. Came in and took the test. And he, lo and behold, he got a 99 out of 100. But he couldn't cram everything into his head. Some of the facts and details came out. And that's why he got the 99. That's a nid-nud-rat. That's a That's something you have to call your kid out for, actually. Sometimes they can get the 99 and you do call them out because they got one wrong. Sometimes you they get 100 and you've got to call them out. Let's, let's make it even more extreme. Your kid can sometimes get 100 on the test and you have to call them out for that. Why? Because if it's in the aforementioned situation, they spent the, the whole night cramming because they slacked off the entire semester and, 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 and they managed to get 100, you've got to call them out for the 100. That's not how you get 100. And If you don't call that out, that's a nit- That's and that's something very minor. Why is that minor? Because the rest of the world, wow, you got a hundred. That, that, right, that's all that counts. He's going to get great report cards. He's going to get in, into a great school, great yeshivas. This is, you know, his future looks so bright and rosy and sunny. That's something that most people would not pick up on. But you, as a parent, you know what produced that hundred. That's and there's a nidnut here, which is a nidnut ra. If you're not on top of your kid now, you don't. Call them out and point out to he or she that these are awful study habits. You can't do that. You can't slack off for the entire semester and then cram and pack it in at the end. It's going to come back to haunt you. It's going to go back to haunt you in yeshiva, in Beis Yakov, down the road, in your career, in your life. If you have bad study habits now, you don't call them out. That drifting, that deviation, which is ra, is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Sometimes you have to call them out for the hundred if you know what's going on behind the scenes when you know what's going on behind the scenes but if again if they studied they they were erlog they did it correctly to call them out for that getting one wrong chas shom, of course not and then the of the you see again getting back to a child a kid habits and tendencies that they have that will work themselves out they just do that cuz they're kids right see so you, you don't you don't have to discipline them for that you don't and and if you do you're going to make them a sugar your kid you have a a a, a um, a, a uh, two-year-old at the table, a three-year-old at the table. We have a three-year-old at the table that likes to take. Uh, he's very creative in how he eats, right? He doesn't wait for the cereal to come into his bowl to add the milk. He adds the milk to the box of cereal, right? That's lucky. That's being lucky. Yeah, they will take the 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 he'll the, take the the the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 milk container. Yeah, pour place. the milk container into the box of cornflakes, right? Well, That's why they have the plastic. Everybody baguette, will so. look the whole, whole box box cereal. When he's done eating. He won't take his bowl and put it in the sink. He'll take his bowl and flip it upside down and put it on top of his head. All the, right, the, 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 the oatmeal and the milk and the, 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 the cornflakes dripping down his head. He takes that banana when he's not interested in finishing the banana. He'll mush it into his hair. He'll mush it into the furniture, right? Is that a nidnodera? No, that's a kid being a kid. When your kid is a teenager... He's not going to take the milk and pour it into the box of cornflakes. He's not going to take the banana and mush it into his hair. But Let's say it's somebody else's house and he does it at somebody else's house. That's a kid being a kid, so you apologize. You apologize to the host. You're guest at somebody's house. And your kid does things that two-year-olds do, that three-year-olds do. He takes a cereal and it spills it all over the table. He takes the banana and he mushes it into the, you know, to, to the, to the furniture. He's not going to do that when he's an adult not going to do that when he's an adult. So you, as a good guest, you apologize to the host. But a bad parent will shout at his kid, scream at his kid. How can you do that? You're not allowed to do that. We can't do that. That is the nitpicking parent. That's the parent who's the perfectionist. Who is not trying to be on top of a nitnodra, who is on top of matters that are inconsequential and that he thinks the kid is doing because he's a kid that will work themselves out. That's when you make your kid Meshuggah. That's when you are you know, going to um, raise a kid who's unhealthy, has the potential to be an unhealthy kid, when you're demanding perfectionism of things uh, that, that will work themselves out. What is the good parent on top of? And again, we're not talking about a parent who's nitpicking, we're not talking about a parent who's demanding perfectionism, we're talking about a parent who is astute, who is in touch, who understands that this little, there's a nit nit over here, a drifting, a deviation, and if I'm not on top of this now when he's young, when she is young, it's going to come back to haunt them later on. We're talking about characterist issues, character traits, that are already rearing their head now. Uh, we gave the example of the test study, Have to test, uh, a, a child who is, who is who's not honest, who's dishonest. You have to be on top of your kids with that from a very early age, because if you allow them to be dishonest, you train them to be dishonest, they're going to be more and more and more dishonest if they're not straight with you. A child who, who, who um, has a hard time sharing, a child who has a hard time controlling his temper, a child who has a hard time um, taking turns that's related to sharing, these kinds of things. Child who has, who has a hard time with authority, that's that's a huge one, who has a ch- hard time with authority. You have to be that disciplinarian, and your child will do his very best, that two-year-old, that three-year-old, will do his very best to challenge your authority, to challenge the authority of, of other adults, of his older siblings, that's got to be nipped in the bud. That's a nidnudra. That's a nidnudra, because if you don't train your child from an early age, the concept of submitting to authority in school, he's not going to submit to his... He's going to be that the, chutzpah the kid in class. He's not going to listen to his teachers. He's not going to obey traffic laws. He's going to be the one that that's... On, on, on the road, he's not going to be a good driver because he's not going to... He, he's, 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 he's not going to be respectful of lanes merging together. He's going to be the guy that's cutting everybody off. He's going to be the guy that, that uh, you know, flaunts the traffic laws, traffic rules, because, again, he never got used to this concept of... Of, of listening to authority, submitting to authority. You gotta train a kid. Authority is something you gotta listen to. And pouring the milk into the back of cornflakes, spilling the, 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 taking the orange juice and spilling it all, all over the, the head of their baby sister. These kinds of things, that's not authority. That's just kids experimenting, kids being kids, kids doing narrative things. But a child that defies you, child that 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 becomes rebellious again, that's something that has to be nipped in the bud. That's a rat You have to part of loving your children is training them to be able, to accept authority, to listen to authority. Okay, so this is fleshing out the Evan Schlaim over here. This is what the guy wants. And what, what a profound eye-opening idea over here. Such such unbelievable yesidis over here. Again, we're never supposed to be perfectionists and demand perfectionism for our from our kids. that makes them a that makes them crazy. We're not supposed to nitpick. So what's the guy referring to when he says be on top of little nuances? He means little nuances that make big differences. A nipnut and a nipnut raz, the guy says. Little things that are drifting in deviations now. A good, loving parent has to be astute, has to be wise, has to see what in his child are these behaviorisms, these tendencies that down the road will get them in big trouble. I have to see that my chryis and my responsibility as a parent who really loves a child is to prepare them now to be... An upstanding member of society to be a good husband, to be a good parent, to be a good wife, to be a good mother, to be a good member of their class, a member of their school, a member of the institution, a member of their neighborhood, their, their community. <coughs> and when I see a little bit of drifting and deviating in any of those areas that are going to come back to me later on, that's what you got to be on top of. And, and, and a loving parent is on top of those. A parent who doesn't love their child waits for the big sharks, the big alligators to come by and bite them on the nose. And that's when I discipline. When something assaults and confronts me, that's a parent who is an unloving parent. A loving parent will, in, in the butt, nip it in the butt, when the child is already a toddler, be on the lookout for these tendencies. And this is the guidelines for life. The golden guidelines that the Vilna Gun is giving us. And, uh, okay, have, have good Shabbos, everyone. We will continue. Next week.